0: you start
1: spoilers spoilers spoiler, spoiler season with us new cards
0: welcome to episode i don't even know episode we're on seven i think episode seven of spoiler season guilds of ravnica thank you to our sponsors before we get started Wouldn't here s- yes
1: yeah, seven did you do one Katie, yesterday
0: we're on episode seven i just checked Thank you to our sponsors, uh, New England Comics. Who you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge and to Flip it Like Gaming. Who you can find at face online at flipsidegaming.com. <laughs> uh, so, Katie, we have a lot of spoilers tonight because we have the weekend, and then yesterday you were kind of out of action, so uh, we had a we had to hold off. Yes. So we have a good four days of spoilers.
1: So much information. So much
0: information. So we're gonna you know try to be as to the point as we can to make sure this podcast doesn't go three hours. So you ready, Katie? It's a very
1: specific, like upper bound. It'll be two hours and fifty nine minutes, but not a minute longer. Uh,
0: yes, well, no, yes. It, it'll,
1: it'll be short. Anyways,
0: so our uh our first card is Siege Worm. It says green, green five for a five five with Convoke kind of and Tramble. Okay. You seem really excited about this card, Katie.
1: No, I actually think this will be pretty good and limited.
0: Yeah, uh, Siege Drum is a reprint. It's usually like pretty decent limited. You know, like mm-hmm. a seven, se- even just like base rate seven mana five five Trample is not the worst thing we've ever seen, right? Yeah. Like it's not very good, but it's not the worst thing we've ever seen. Right, and um, it'll
1: pretty much definitely cost fewer mana because yeah. you always have early. I mean, gosh, if you don't have early creatures in green and limited, you should maybe consider rebuilding your deck
0: yes um also uh in the late, these ex- more expensive convoke cards which you kind of want to play a little bit later anyways are going to be nice because as you get toward the mid to late game your early creatures stop being relevant so then you can just convoke them uh to help pay for this
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. um our next card we have a bunch of foreign language ones here um, our next card is sprouting renewal this is green two for a sorcery with Conv- convoke, and you get to choose one. Either create a 2 2 green white elf knight creature token with vigilance, or destroy turret artifact or enchantment.
1: See, now the bummer here is why not both? You know, Rexage was a creature and a destroyer artifact or enchantment. Why do you have to choose?
0: Rexage didn't have convoke, Katie.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Not that that really powers this up very much.
1: I know. I was like, am I underestimating
0: No. It, it just doesn't, doesn't really matter that yeah. much. And
1: it's sorcery speed, so it's not like you're convoking at the end of their turn or like, like mid
0: combat you're like making right. a blocker and killing it. Yeah.
1: Well, no. I mean, actually, it, this green white has a lot of vigilance so you can attack and then convoke. Yeah, I just mean it's not it can't oh, like it, act as a yeah, trick. Actually, yeah.
0: Um, but I, yeah. I really like it though because in especially in limited because the like you're what you're in, the, the awkward thing in limited is that it's like, oh, you know, is this a format where I want to run, like, one Destroy Artifact or Enchantment card main or not? You know, and this gets through the choice for you. It lets you just play it, and it lets you make a 2-2 Knight if they don't have anything relevant. And if they do have something relevant, then you get to have your, you know, sideboard card in the main, which is, like, really sweet. Yeah. So, I'm Do I am you think it fan.
1: makes it to—what st- do what we on will still be in standard, super, do you yeah, think people will just I'm just super that?
0: skeptical that this is standard playable. Like, Bron- like you said, on is really good— and then uh, the new Night of Autumn is also fantastic. Oh, is that the
1: white that doesn't destroy? It? And, well,
0: it's white green, uh, so it is one more color. But like, it comes with it's a two one body that also, or a two two body or something that also blows up an artifact jamin, or gains you four life or comes in with two plus one counters. Like, yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, I don't think better. this card is going to be
1: the same. not, not going to make it. <laughs>
0: no. Next we have uh, Join Shields, which is green white three instant. Untap all creatures you control. They gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. I'll remind you that, you know, pre-rotation, we had, uh, what's it called? Um, we had green, green one instant creatures you control gain hexproof and, ind- or oh, permanence. Oh, heroic intervention. Thank you. Heroic intervention. We had, and that's it, you know, all permanence, not just creatures. And the only difference is that it doesn't untap them. That was two mana and saw almost no play. This is five mana and two colors.
1: But this is for a surprise ambush they attack you thinking that they have a good attack it
0: doesn't even like it doesn't have convoke or anything either
1: mm.
0: but what uh, yeah it's just it's bad i probably wouldn't even play it in limited to be honest um not not the best card
1: yeah because it's true it. for all of your creatures to be t- well okay it's a little bit better in green white because i was going to say the only reason your opponent would make a bad attack is if you had already tapped your creatures attacking them, which means that you have good attacks. But maybe you tapped all your creatures to convoke. Then you untap them all, and even though they're kind of smaller because you've made a whole bunch of tokens, you can, you know, combine your shields as it were. Ah,
0: join your shields.
1: Join your shields to, to block yes. together.
0: I am still skeptical. I don't think I'd bring it in. If I see like a sweeper or two, maybe I consider it. But otherwise I mean I guess in limited it's better though, like I don't know. I just... It's so expensive. And I'm not a huge fan of it. I just don't like it. It's too expensive and too conditional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Our next card is another foreign language card. Uh, We have Assure and Assemble. Where Assure is hybrid green-white, hybrid green-white, instant. Put a plus-plus-one counter on target creature. That creature gains indestructible until end of turn. And Assemble, which is green-white four, instant. Create three 2-2 green white Elf Knight creature tokens with Vigilance.
1: This is more interesting.
0: This is much more interesting.
1: Yeah. So the front side makes me think a little bit of blossoming Defense. The Mm -hmm. fact that it's two instead of one is a big deal, but the pump stays. And of course, this is a split card, so you can't just think about the value on one side. Um, Six mana is a lot, but six mana for six power and toughness spread across three bodies that are vigilant which is something you probably care about in your green white card type
0: or creature type
1: yeah like i don't know maybe
0: in limited the card's a pretty slam dunk like yeah i'm you know both sides of this card are going to be good usually assemble is going to be the side that you want but once in a while a share will come in handy so in limited it's fantastic in standard i am uh a little bit skeptical but it's like it's possible that it's just. I think it's too slow for green white knights. If like you're playing green white knights, I think you're a little bit more aggressive low to the ground. If I had convoke, it'd be a playable maybe. I think because the knights all have vigilance. Yeah. But I think that Sixes. even being instant, it's just six mana is too much. I think that the knights deck doesn't necessarily want to be able to reliably hit six lands. Like you might curve out at four ish. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of uh. Uh, assure and assemble in standard but limited I like it big bomb big bomb cool okay
1: next we have beacon of light ning huh
0: you can't just read half the word
1: oh lightning yes that that does make it sound like a different color card it does. beacon of light sounds like a white something this this is red blue um yeah so it's uh one blue red sorcery beacon of lightning deals damage to target creature equal to the total number of instants and sorcery cards you own in exile and your graveyard. And this card has jumpstart. Ooh, jumpy. Okay, quick question. I think I know the answer. When you jumpstart this card, mm-hmm. it does not see itself in the graveyard.
0: No, because when you cast it, it is on the stack and it is no longer in the graveyard. Cool. Uh, but that's a really good question. It's
1: the squee problem. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they fix that though too. Yeah, but uh yeah. I think in limited, this card is pretty good if you have a critical mass of instant sorceries, uh, and it's pretty much unplayable in constructed uh, because it doesn't hit players, unfortunately. So, oh,
1: it's only a creature.
0: Yeah, if it hit players, yeah, I in think... in
1: my head I put in player, and I was like, this is okay.
0: Yeah, if it hit players, then that you'd play this constructed in blue red spells because yeah. you just like shoot them three mana for like six so plus, like yeah, like it'd be insane and repeatable. Yeah, uh, yeah, jumpstart it yes we will get a card to a card later that has a jump start with some repeatable burn pretty powerful effect but okay. not yet
1: not not, not yet. this beacon of lightning
0: no and that was saturday on to sunday katie there's two from sunday are you ready
1: i i don't i don't know, you Am know? I? should i be right, ready i'll let you
0: take the red white one i'll take the blue black one
1: okay so we have final bortune. final bortune. Is that instead fortune? of final fortune?
0: <laughs> you know, no one, no one knows. I'm gonna it's... go
1: ahead and make a an executive decision here to call this final. Katie, you're wrong. You
0: can't. It's final fortune. Boros bo- <laughs> fortune. Borchen. It's that, that's what's going on. Final right. fortune.
1: Well, the Boros fortune. This is one red white instant creature you control. Gain indestructible until end of turn. Take an extra turn after this one. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Classic red white taking turns. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't like clear the stack. It doesn't end the turn. So, you know, it's not like a red counter spell. Not like Glorious the, End. These
0: are these I mean it's yeah, it's just these effects are always bad. I, I don't know what more you want me to say, like
1: But but your creatures they don't die. And then you swing at them ties and they're and your opponent's yeah. dead.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's like, here's the thing. Here's what people like to do. You can come up with flashy scenarios where literally any card in the game will win you the game. Mm. But for whatever reason, probably because they're flashy and, like, cool, people like doing it a lot with these kinds of cards, with these flashy, cool cards that are terrible, okay? The card is terrible. Are there situations where it would win you the game? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But there's also situations where, like, ornithopter would win you the game but i'm not going to play ornithopter in my deck unless i'm i mean a Storm. lot of
1: people play ornithopters yeah, in their maybe deck. that's a bad example that was a bad example uh, okay <laughs> it's a good card regardless regardless
0: <laughs> not very good you shouldn't play it don't play it and watch this will be the one turn card in red that like ends up getting being dominant but you know i don't think it's uh very good because these effects are just so conditional uh they're not really going to save you if you're behind uh the situation where like you are exactly one turn off from killing them, but they're going to kill you the turn next turn before you can kill them. Like it, It's just too narrow and too situational. So, not a fan. Next is Thief of Sanity. Oh, no. Blue Black 1. No. Don't be, don't I be don't, scared, I don't want my
1: sanity taken
0: away. You don't need it.
1: mirror. that's not that nice. It. You don't need
0: it. Get okay, share some. <laughs> not for everyone. Blue Black 1 for a 2-2 two, two flying. Whenever Thief of Sanity is a Spectre creature type. Mm. Whenever Thief of Sanity is combat damage to a player, look at the top three cards of that player's library, exile one of them face down, then put the rest into their graveyard. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may look at it, you may cast it, and you may spend mana as there were mana of any type to cast that spell. Oh, boy. So, whenever you uh, hit with Thief of Sanity, it is a Gonti trigger.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, wait. You can cast them even if you lose the Thief?
0: Yep. Just like Gonti. Yeah. Yeah. So um this is kinda like an upgraded Nightfill vale Spectre, right? Where like uh Spectre hit the top card only um and didn't let you use mana of any color. This is just, you know, repeatable Gaunty triggers. Uh what do you think? What is this better or worse than Gaunty and why?
1: So I mean, unlike Gonty it does have to connect right with the opponent uh Gonti was just entered the battlefield and it had the death touch as opposed to flying death touch was sometimes relevant but basically the the body wasn't great um flying does help this connect the fact that it's repeatable i think probably makes it <sighs> like it depends i, I want to say better than ganti because like you have to answer it right away like Gonti comes in and doesn't it's thing and, and no one cares about the body anymore but like this is a two-two flyer that will be a bit of a clock, and they want to answer it as soon as possible because, uh, you know, you're gonna draw a lot of cards. So, mm. I, 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 yeah, but uh, removal's good.
0: I think this card will see zero play in standard whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You just
1: think it'll never connect.
0: Uh, it just doesn't matter. So like Gonti. So and think too about the decks that played Gonti. Right. Gonti was a guaranteed two for one because Gonti would first, uh take a or kind of you know kind of a 3 for 1 right it takes a card from their library their best card of their top 3 or 4 whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, and then it will trade either with one of their creatures or with a removal spell so you're getting automatically 2 cards for 1 Thief of Sanity is a 2-2 that oh and then uh, you know ETB means that you can like uh, so when Gontu is in Delirium you could loop it with Liliana Um, when it was played in what was it blue black mid range you could bring it back with Scarab God so like it had a lot of utility. This card, a three mana two two, is, is just not a standard playable card. Like its ability is cool. Uh, Nightfell vale Specter was unplayable until Mono Black Devotion, right? Because then the three pips was made so it relevant. relevant. Yeah, but I, I just don't think this card it doesn't do anything. And like, yeah, it's powerful if it connects, but it's so slow. And like, you can't, you know, it, it's so slow and it's hard to take advantage uh, of, you know, taking these. I just don't like it. It's like, and it's like, what deck are you playing this in? Like, you're in a deck that wants card advantage, but you want to be attacking with a 2-2 Every deck three? wants
1: card advantage. That's, That's not, not restrictive.
0: That's not true. Tra- like, I mean, maybe more recently, like, you know, you've seen kind of red aggro decks go in that direction, but like, traditionally red Beaumont aggro, aggro decks don't, yeah, with Bowmat Courier being like, stupid. Uh, but, you know, decks like that run Gaunti, are devoted to card advantage right they're defensive and they want cards decks that run thief of sanity apparently want cards but are attacking but want their it doesn't make any sense a card player, not very good um next we're on to uh yesterday i think i hope it's yesterday yes we have we dragonauts it's a fun one to say
1: like little dragonauts
0: uh both terms i think we like little and also we because they're on the cool little electrical parachute thing
1: wouldn't it be nice i know this is a an is it card yeah but wouldn't it be nice to have wee dragonauts and white weenies
0: i guess i mean just like I for the name a little sake. Bit. So, We Dragonauts is a reprint, great reprint. Uh, wow. Red, blue, one for a one, three fairy wizard with flying. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, We Dragonauts gets plus two plus o oh until end of turn.
1: Fairy wizard? This goes fairy in was... Wizard Tribal. Is this before they keyworded prowess? Well, it's
0: not prowess either.
1: Oh, because it only pumps the front end?
0: Well, it pumps the front end by two, and it's instant or sorcery as opposed to any non creature.
1: Oh, yeah i totally forgot that about prowess yeah someone cast like a flame of keld and they were like prowess and i was like rude i don't need to take more damage yes but, but then, then, then you did, did. <laughs> yes yes i called a judge and was like can i just have <clears throat> reminder tags? no prowess is on
0: the way out because it, it just hasn't been used they're like they they it's not as good as they thought yeah. so anyways we dragonauts is a fun card good thing to have especially in the limited format let's you build like a very spellsy deck and just like oh, kill them yeah. by going like spell 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 take 7 <laughs> spell, <laughs> um, spell. yeah
1: does this make it into wizard tribal standard
0: you could try it
1: <laughs> uh, okay is that skepticism about this card or about wizard tribal in standard until
0: i'm proven other oh, wrong like every format i'm like oh and like maybe you can have the fringe wizard deck be like uh, not wizard, the fringe like blue red spells deck be a thing this time but like no
1: this isn't I, spells though this if, is if, if it's wizard ever gonna tribal, happen
0: here's the thing this is like aggressive. the key test if it's ever gonna happen it's gonna happen in this standard format because we have so many cards in is it that care about spells but it can't happen be- now it will never happen in the future
1: okay but we have so many strong cards in is it spells deck but we also have extremely strong cards in the other decks so perhaps even if what, it other doesn't deck? Happen what are you talking about now, i don't know like green black
0: wait what does that have to do with spells
1: because then relative to the other decks in the current standard oh, it
0: might still be too weak exactly uh i guess or it's just bad <laughs> uh could be an option don't crush everyone i mean you're paying like a three mana one three with flying that doesn't have haste so like then yeah, the, I mean, it, it really like, fundamentally space. the yeah. problem with the spells archetype is that you don't have rituals It's like storm in modern works because of rituals and cantrips and in standard you have neither rituals nor cheap cantrips so like i don't know how you can like go off with spells which is why you have to build them in this like like the blue red deck right which is like kind of a tempo like burn aggro deck right you have your spells have to be burn spells because then it's like oh well you know, lightning strike deals three, but then plus one from soul scar mage. Mm. And like, that's fine. And you can try that. I, I don't know. Good <laughs> luck. You Get can locked. try
1: it, but you shouldn't.
0: No, like maybe, maybe it's playable. I'm just still a little bit skeptical that it's going to be better than something uh. like red, white or mono red or like chain whirler.
1: Uh, just, just the card. Just like, yeah, just, <laughs> just play a like deck, deck with deck chain is whirler worse than it, the card it's probably better. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know. But We'll see, and We Dragonauts is like I, I really do think it's a really fun card for Limited. Um I, I just really enjoy like build arounds in Limited because I think that they allow like so thinking back to Ixalan, right, where like you had to build one of you know some number of decks. in, in this standard there's is mean oh, sorry, this set. Um there are a lot of cards that like you can kind of take elements of different guilds and kind of smush them together and it allows you to mix and match really well. So I think it'll be fun and we Dragonauts is a is a nice spells card to have.
1: Next up is Justice Strike.
0: <sighs> uh, this is, as
1: you might predict, red. Strike white. you with
0: justice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's an instant target creature deals damage to itself equal to its power.
0: Stop hitting yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This card uh, is really good. Like, oh, you look like you're no, not sold. <laughs> I,
1: I, th- I think it's generally very good. Um, the cards that are in standard... You have to pay attention to whether they have higher toughness than they have power. I'm just thinking, like, generally they're yeah. they're equal, right? We have Chain Roller three three, I or mean, the Gaunt power is 12th higher, 12th. right? Or the right? power is higher.
0: But there's a couple where the toughness is higher, and yeah. like, so like, yeah, like I think what we're getting at is that the card is very close to just having a red white terminate in standard. Oh yeah, but not quite, right? It doesn't yeah. kill Threshing Brontodon, right? Um, it doesn't kill. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what else what else well carries rotates but yep. it wouldn't have killed her i wouldn't
1: have killed gear hulk
0: uh correct correct uh, uh
1: you know there's stuff it. there are cards kill. that it doesn't kill <laughs> yeah it, it just... doesn't
0: kill hatchery spider which we're going to talk about now uh, mm. in a little bit
1: yeah i mean so th- this card seems really good i think you will have to pay a little bit of attention to make sure it's hitting the things that you want to hit actually it doesn't standard. kill a lot of the
0: like don't some of the dinos have higher toughness and power
1: yeah yeah i think cool. so yeah but I I was just thinking about it because like um there used to be that elf card where if you had unequal power and toughness yeah. then you could kill like
0: that was cool that, that was, was a cool super design cool. Yeah. it's an eye blight
1: <laughs> yeah so anyways um I, I think this will end up being really good but there are you know if the cards you want to kill have higher toughness
0: but it's a lot better if you're play, if there's a Jeskai control deck because I don't think the aggro deck wants this because usually you want things that like two is a lot for a removal spell um and really i think so i mean they played a braid because it hit artifacts and creatures but like all the other removal spells can hit the face and this doesn't hit the face Mm. like i'd much rather run if i'm an aggro deck lightning strike Strike every time over this like the games aren't going to go that long so or they shouldn't go that long (laughs) if you're winning yeah um but uh, like a Jeskai control deck like a two mana removal spell like this is strong in a Jeskai control deck so we'll see if it shapes up i'm a little skeptical that just guy is going to be better at least immediately uh, than just, just like blue white or blue black or something like that but we'll see
1: next we have world soul colossus this is green white x has convoke enters the battlefield with x plus one plus one counters on it and it is naturally a zero zero
0: yeah this is one of those designs that i'm like oh like they haven't done this yet it just seems really obvious right yeah in hindsight like oh yeah convoke reduces cost put it with an x creature and like have it come with x yeah so like you know this is always going to be below rate but the nice thing is that in your in a really go wide deck we are kind of cheating on by like getting extra bodies for like one card even if Mm -hmm. those bodies are small um then this can come with a lot of counters so that's cool uh you're not playing in standard but in limited you know you you could you could you could throw it in why not
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Why don't I play do this, this? This is a good time.
0: So, you know, X spells are great yeah. for mana sinks. So, like, uh, you know, it's late a great, game.
1: Mm-hmm. Boom. And if you have to play it early, it's going to, like you said, be below rate. But, like, you can cast it if you just need to, like, chump yeah. for a turn to And even just,
0: like, you know, I don't know, turn four, right? You have, like, four lands and three creatures. Boom. Five, five. Yeah. Turn four, five, five.
1: That's completely acceptable. I mean, so. you're tapped out all of your lands and creatures, but that's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Next we have Discovery and Dispersal. Discovery is hybrid blue-black 1, Sorcery. Surveil 2, then draw a card. And Dispersal is blue-black 3, Instant. Each opponent returns a non-land permanent they control with the highest converted mana cost among permanents they control to its owner's hand, then discards a card. That's so so weird. Yeah, I'm sad that there's not a a more eloquent way of phrasing that, (laughs) uh, of templating that. But, so Discovery is it makes me so sad because it's like the cantrip everyone wanted but But at the mana mana cost
1: that nobody needed yeah
0: at two mana it becomes i think just unplayable especially at sorcery speed so that stinks at least on its own yeah dispersal though uh dispersal could see play um and like this like these could be side like this could be a sideboard right pair of cards because dispersal is a really clean way to answer things like carnage tyrant and vine mare um, especially if they're not playing around this card at the like beginning of the format by holding an extra land or something in their hand um, because then it's just like kill an extra creature right it's just that creature they could discard it. yeah but like, the problem is that I, I just think it's too expensive for that um like i think that uh as we're going to see there's cheaper ways to get sacrifice effects uh, in the format uh, really the other benefit of this is like sure it can hit like planeswalkers and enchantments and things like that right anything that's non land but you also need to make sure that if you're going to really make them it, they have no cards in hand you're just not really playing this for the tempo so yeah. i think too much has to go right for this card to be really good you probably have better options in the sideboard and discovery is just like too expensive like both sides i think are just too poor the flexibility doesn't make up for it
1: really interesting though very weird. Very easy to play around Dispersal, but super cool.
0: Yeah, but like, yeah. And I guess a lot of players do just hold the last land in their hand anyway. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: you're like, three turns go by, I'm not casting this spell. Everyone knows it's a land.
0: But then, why aren't you playing it?
1: Because it could
0: be.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, so so arguably if you're playing against a control deck and you're not casting it, maybe it's a removal spell for the creature that they didn't draw because they run almost no creatures. hmm but really it's a land <laughs> and you've got nothing
0: so next up is hatchery spider which is green green five for a five seven spider with reach and undergrowth when you cast this spell reveal no. when you cast the spell oh cast trigger uh reveal the top x cards of your library where x is the number of creature cards in your graveyard you may put a green permanent card with converted mana cost extra less from among them onto the battlefield put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order katie you're making an excited face
1: i love this tell us more oh my gosh i'm so excited to play this unlimited like first of all i love green spiders with reach because <laughs> the bane of green decks is flyers um but so cool whoa you just like you get two cards okay it's seven mana it's, cr- it's very expensive It's fine. Yeah, unlimited. it's
0: genesis spider
1: yeah sure whatever that is
0: you play uh, you play genesis hydra
1: you said spider
0: Yeah, this is Genesis Spider.
1: Well, I know Genesis Hydra. Yeah, this does
0: literally like the same... This is Hatchery
1: Spider? Did you read the card?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Katie, I read the card. Uh
1: Ah, okay, okay.
0: Can I be honest? I was super disappointed when I read this. Because I thought it was going to be... Undergrowth make X 12 spiders. With I reach. thought, yeah, it was Ishkana. I thought we were getting an ishkena the spiritual successor. I mean, the ETB, art looks
1: so much like Ishkana. Yeah,
0: and if we had an if it was an ETB instead of a cast, and you can like reanimate this or like oh bounce, I like that oh, that card would <sighs> just be fantastic. uh And instead, we have a card you have to cast that's seven mana. Yeah, and doesn't
1: do it. Yeah, not to
0: mention only hits green permanence So like Genesis Hydra hit whatever you want. Genesis yeah. Wave everything that you want um so, so this yeah, is kind cool. of the worst version of the cards we have uh, of the genesis series of cards yeah um it just seems too overpriced yeah
1: would play unlimited I, I did think it would be like ishkinah because hatchery spider i was like oh it's gonna make, spiders. You know, baby it's gonna make spider. spiders
0: yeah and i don't know like maybe maybe it's just us but like it seems like a kind of a flavor fail or a something fail when you know players are gonna like Players who are playing during Shadows read this card and immediately think Ishkana. And then like, I think this effect is worse by a lot. So like, I'm kind of, I just, my initial gut is that I'm disappointed by it, which is too bad because it's still a cool card in and of uh, itself.
1: I, I'm still not disappointed. I think this is super cool. Mm. Um, I did initially think Ishkana, but like, I, I, you know, I like green card draw. I think I'm excited to like see Undergrowth. I'm excited to throw stuff in my graveyard. Like, I think this will be really fun to play with. Yeah.
0: In standard, what do you think? No. Wow, that was fast. I mean,
1: I mean like you Genesis said... Genesis
0: Hydrogenesis. Genesis Wave, both saw play and standard. No,
1: but, like, th- this is too expensive. You have to cast it. You can't cheat it. Like, y- you need to do the undergrowth fueling. Y- you don't even want it in your graveyard. Like, I
0: agree. I think too much has to go right for this card yeah. to be good. So I don't think it's going to see standard play. Good.
1: Next, we have Wand of Vertebrae.
0: That's some weird art we got there. It's pretty. Someone uh, Surgical Extractioned, and then, like... Gave it out as a gift
1: Maybe it's Harry Potter's wand He needs to go to the wand store and test it
0: Why in the world would that be what's happening?
1: Well, you know, you have to find the wand that wants you So, this vertebrae wants someone That's
0: really disturbing
1: Yeah, isn't it? This vertebrae would choose someone Maybe it would choose the person who killed their master Okay,
0: what does the card do?
1: Excellent question, excellent question It is a one mana artifact Like an artifact of a dead person um, Oh dear it's kind of i mean it's gruesome it's a anyways yes artifact it has tap put the top card of your library into your graveyard or pay two and tap exile the wand of vertebrae shuffle up to five target cards from your graveyard into your library
0: pretty poor rate for a self mill like self miller C play uh this is just a bad rate one mana for one uh you know one card free for one card per turn yeah like yeah. Minister was two, but it only got two activations. Or minister, sorry, was three, but for two activations. But you only needed two because it was a fast combo deck, as opposed to a grindy one. Um,
1: and it put more cards. There was a yeah. there's a
0: card I forget what it's called that like. Uh, I can picture it, but there's an artifact that saw play in um the blue red emerge deck uh, that let you mill yourself. I think for two, it was two mana to play. And then I think you could tap it for free to mill too. Mm-hmm. So, maybe this is good enough, but I'm pretty skeptical.
1: Would you play this in limited if you have undergrowth no. cards? No. Not even if you're desperate to I, mill? No. And it's so easy to mill yourself in limited. This is going to help you give you five no, extra no. turns. No. Wow, that low on it. Because I was like, in eh, limited, if I have some undergrowth things, like maybe this is enough to help fuel that. It's
0: so slow yeah after five turns you have put five cards into your graveyard that's so disappointing mm. like you know and statistically what three of those are lands two of those are lands like maybe one to two is a creature like it's just i'm i just think the card's pretty bad it's pretty bad all
1: right next we have rock charger Rock is an R-O-C. <laughs> it's the bird. Uh, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. This is white 2 for a 1-3 bird, as I said. It has flying, as you would expect from a bird. And uh, whenever Rock Charger attacks, target attacking creature without flying. Gains flying until end of turn. It's Pegasus Corsair. Too bad
0: you can't give creatures with flying flying.
1: Oh, it does say explicitly target attacking creature without flying.
0: That's kind of a weird rider. Like, the other ones hadn't specified...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because... I don't
0: know. It doesn't matter. I guess they think, like, oh, new players are like, it has double flying. Uh, Me... Oh, oh, I know why. I know why. Why? Because on MTGO, you could click on itself.
1: Oh. But then why not
0: just another target attacking creature? Yeah. That's less text. Maybe
1: because you have to do this, and if you don't want to target a... Um, like a, an image or something that has, I don't know.
0: It's pretty weird. Regardless, super good card. Oh, this yeah. This card is, has been in some form or another unlimited for like two years now, and it's just always great. Love it. Love them. Love them. Next, we have Divine Visitation. This is white, white, three enchantment. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, that many four, four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. And I want to just read the flavor text for you. The angels appreciated the offer, but politely declined to eat any birdseed.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> um, so this card, I love enchantments, as uh, I think you know, Katie. Big enchantment fan. Uh, big fan of like, combo-y enchantment stuff. You know, Constellation. Constellation's my jam. Uh, this card is good only if you can like pretty much guarantee... You're getting value off of this the moment it comes down. So you need to be able to play this and then, like, swing with a creature that makes a token. Or play this and then, like, sacrifice something that's going to make a token. Like, you need to make the token pretty much right away, especially in a format with Assassin's Trophy. Because paying 5 mana for this card, getting it Assassin's Trophied, and... What a waste. What a waste. But it's super good, right? It turns like... um, March of the Multitudes. It like turns into kind of a midian treat the angels, uh, or a better entreat the angels actually. So it just it, it's a super powerful card, but you really need to be concerned about it just blowing up. So I think it's a it's like a reasonable top end if there's a tokens deck, uh, but also tokens decks might not want to go up this high. We'll have to kind of see how it shapes out. It's a, an effect in my opinion that is powerful enough that it merits testing. Um, I think you should test it, and maybe it'll be too, you know, too much has to go right for the card to be good. Um, some people are talking about, you know, Leonin War Leader, which is the 4-mana four 4-4. Four, four. Whenever it attacks, oh, yeah. you make 2-1-1s one, that attack. And you so if two you make 4 fours? Right. If you play Do Visitation, they, have to attack? Uh, they enter the battlefield attacking. So, you play this, uh, swim with the War Leader, and you get the 2 4 fours already attacking.
1: Are they attacking?
0: Because of Leonin War Leader, they're attacking. It creates the tokens attacking. Yeah, but... Don't, it's nothing to do with the card.
1: Yeah, I understand okay. that those tokens are attacking, right. but if they if you replace them with... Yes,
0: then the angels are attacking. Huh. Yes. So, um, but, like, that means that you'd be playing a pretty bad card to make this card good. So, I think you really want to just, like, see if you can build the token stack, have it be good, put this in as a top end, don't make any sacrifices, and see if it's good enough.
1: That's... Yeah, I, I think what you said last makes sense to me. I, I didn't even really think this could be constructed playable at all mm. I, I wasn't thinking about ways to make tokens the turn it comes down because i think you're right you need immediate value but imagine with me in a world where people don't remove your amazing top end cards how cool would it be to cast this on turn five and then on turn six you pay six for the three two two bodies but mm. instead you get four three four four is it, mean, march bodies. the multitude
0: is just that better yeah.
1: Which is March I, I That's don't know. the Which new
0: Secure the Waste, the Celestia Secure the Waste with like Convoke or something. Does it have Convoke? Uh March of Multitudes is uh the card that we reviewed Um a while back. It's like green white X <laughs> Man, I don't remember the specific mana cost of this card. It's it white, 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 green, yeah. X, and it does have Convoke. Yeah, and it creates X11 White Soldiers with Lifelink. White, white, green axe. Yeah. So, like, the best thing I think you can do is just Mm. march. If you march with uh, Divine Visitation, then you're going to get a lot of angels. And you are guaranteed to win the game, probably. But also, if you're casting March for a large number, you might already be guaranteed to win the game. So, that's what you have to make sure. You have to make sure Divine Visitation isn't actually just a win more card, and that it's actually going to do something for you. Mm. Yeah. Next card is another... Mm -hmm. Uh, combo enchantment. This is Thousand Year Storm. Uh, appropriately named. Uh, Blue-red-4 enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery spell you've cast before it this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies.
1: Get it, Storm. I
0: do get it. Uh, it's not quite Storm, um, because Storm cares about any spell that either player has cast this turn. whereas Really? Thousand... Yeah. I didn't know So, like, that. if you have a... Uh, if someone casts a Grape Shot... All right. Let's not do Grape shots because that's a good example. Someone casts, like, Gifts Ungiven and then you have a Counter War and then they get to Grape Shot you for... or your creature or something for and a lot. it
1: includes your Counter Spells. Yeah, it spells. includes all your spells. Storm your counts. Spells.
0: Storm counts both players. It's just usually when they're Storming off, you're, you, you know, not doing anything. You just sit there and watch. Yeah, you watch. But, <sighs> In fact, uh, regardless, Thousand Year Storm is pretty cool. Uh, this is really a card, I think, for Commander. Um, I I have a hard time imagining, you know, playing this in standard. However, Mm. I just want to point out Mm. the sweetest of sweet things you could do with this, Katie. At least in my mind. What is that? Play this. And then let's say I cast, like, Anticipate. So you say. And then I cast, like, Charter Course. And then I cast, so I get two Charter Courses. Mm -hmm. And then I cast Nexus of Fate. And I get three extra turns. Oh. that is uh that is the appeal of this card to me is that oh. with nexus of fate you it's oh. impo- it stops being possible to fizzle yeah. um which is really cool i mean it's um, an
1: expensive way to do that but oh it's
0: super expensive especially in a format again with assassin's trophy like expensive permanence in a format with assassin's trophy like we really can't emphasize that like there's a real cost to trying to do something like that because it, you just get two mana blown out um, but the card obviously has the potential to do really powerful things. Um, and like I said, I probably not good enough for standard for commander. I'm sure it's fine. And it, the cool thing about this too, is like, it will lead to some fun janky combo deck in standard, which will be like, you know, tier seven and people have fun playing it. And that's yeah. what counts, right? It's like that there are cards like this for her people to build around if they want to do that, if they want to play that style of magic. So I'm, I'm happy that this card exists.
1: Next up, Unmoored Ego. This is Blue Black One. Sorcery, choose a card name. Target search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. The that player shuffles their library, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand that way.
0: Art's creepy too, like their face is being lifted off their face. Yeah. And leaving a blank face. Canvas. Yeah. So Unmoored Ego is the new take on, like, you know, the Lost Legacy-style card, Lost Legacy, Slaughter Games, all those cards, Uh, but with one big difference.
1: Well, two, I would say.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I would say the first one is that it hits lands, and it can even hit basic lands. What would you say?
1: Yeah, and it's related, is that it limits to four copies.
0: Oh, well, yeah, because, yeah, so that makes it worse because you can't hit their uh, rats.
1: I know, pack rats. Yeah, could Amazing whole deck otherwise, card. you know? Yeah. So no, but really, because I saw the, the four card limit and was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Are you expecting opponents to cheat and be running more than four cards? <coughs> <sighs>
0: uh, okay. Keep going.
1: Uh, but then you pointed out that you could take basic lands, and uh, that's a good thing to not be able to take more than four of.
0: Yes, yes 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 uh so that's an important uh rider there and again i'm gonna say this because every spoiler season these cards come out and people are like oh this is so good like i can bring this in i can get them with this i can get them oh yeah but this card is bad <laughs> you should never play this card unless playing this card will nearly win you the game on the spot and it becomes like nigh impossible for your opponent to win the game lost legacy was played against approach of the second son sometimes and uh Either
1: works marvel
0: no oh. lost legacy doesn't need artifacts Um uh, oh, it was shoot. it was played against that and it was played against you know the Tefiri nexus decks Teferi decks basically because if you and even that's arguable right like the nexus decks i think it's correct to have lost, if you have lost legacy bring it in against control decks, I don't even know if it's right to bring Lost Legacy against it, because you're playing a three-mana sorcery that maybe doesn't impact anything. You're discarding a card, like, the downside is so real, and they can win the game without Teferi, right? So, like, I I don't know, and it, now it even replaces, if you're hitting from their hand, it replaces the cards anyway. So, like, very sketchy, play it only if you are hitting a combo deck, right? Like, they or you know, what some variant of combo they can't win if you take the card, you're guaranteed to win if they take it. Otherwise, don't play it.
1: Cool. Next, we have Hazda Marshall. This is white for a one one human soldier. Whenever it and at least two other creatures attack, create a one one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Great, wow, great card. You're high on it. It, it like attacks once and replaces itself.
0: Yep awesome maybe um,
1: if you you have to have two other creatures so it's not even turn two that it's attacking it needs to why attack not? you have two more creatures on turn two that can be attacking maybe you
0: have some hasty boys you
1: need two one mana hasty boys on turn two yeah
0: so i go turn one Marshall uh, off of a shock land turn two double fanatical firebrand boom boom mm-hmm. but yeah realistically it's it's probably on turn three but like it's it's really good. Like this is like in a like super low to the ground, like maybe Z uh like kinda white aggro deck. Uh this is a card you're super happy to have. Um as somebody who played mono white aggro for weeks in standard on MTGO, I would happily run this card in the deck.
1: Alright. I hear you, but I am just so skeptical because the fact that like all it does is replace itself and you probably don't even want to be swinging until turn three with it. I think it. people
0: underestimate one mana one ones in general. Like, Bowmat Courier was underestimated when it was printed, and it was extremely powerful. Uh, cards like, what else? You know, Soul Scar Mage, people didn't look at twice. But
1: those have crazy abilities tacked No, they on. don't.
0: Yeah, this has a crazy ability tacked on. If this attacks twice, you're getting two creatures. And you're like, oh no, we can't attack twice. That's what people said about Bomat Courier. It can't attack mm-hmm. twice. How many times did Bomat Courier attack? <laughs> so many. Seven. Because like you have to kill this. If you don't kill this, this card runs away, and it's the same, Just like Bomat did, in a different way than Bomat, but it's still the same I'm idea. Slower than. Beaumat. If you're going wider, it's it's not that. I mean, a little slower than Bomat, but like it's also Bomat. They can attack a couple times, and then you can kill it, and it's fine. Nothing yeah. happens. If this card attacks a couple times, you're already—they've already created a couple of attackers. Like this card is uh, good for aggro decks. Um, if you're in a white low-to-the-ground aggro deck, uh, you're gonna want to play this card in standard. This is a really good one-drop in white. Um, the two types of one-drops that see play in these aggro decks are like two ones for one, or one-drops that have abilities like this that help to forward your game plan in a, in a real way. Just wait, Katie. Just wait.
1: I think those kinds of decks just aren't for me, I guess. That's fine.
0: That's fine. I knew you played a Tarker Red once, and you hated it. I did. Yeah.
1: I sure did. I'm like, because I'm, like, I'm thinking about, I love zombies, right? Yeah. And you could play one mana 2-1 or 2-2, two, two. and I was like, well, you know, the 2-1 is hard to attack with, but it gets big really fast. <laughs> like, all the zombies don't stay their original size. I like that kind of aggressively slanted yeah. deck.
0: I'm happy to play things, you know, like Mono White Aggro, where you're just like, Roar on turn three, my hand is empty, and like I'm hopefully killing you. Your
1: cards are bad. Your
0: cards are, yeah, well, you know, (laughs) they're good.
1: Yeah, anyways. Next, we have Gerd for Battle. This is white sorcery. Put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures.
0: Um, this is bad. Yeah, it's a sorcery. Yeah, yikes. Uh, the only way I consider playing this is if I have something that cares about some of the casual encounters on it, and I think we only see one of those, one or two of those cards right now.
1: You don't want to do this to put it on a creature with mentor so that it can better mentor? Not really.
0: Like, maybe, but I just, I don't want to go down a card and a mana for this. For, like, basically, for a couple of plus and plus one count now.
1: And you can't even pile them. I don't like when they do that. I'm not not about that life game. Yeah.
0: That's not... I'm about the card advantage, right? Card advantage is what it's all about.
1: Yeah, card advantage or aggro decks that run out of cards.
0: (laughs) No. Aggro decks have... I use card advantage because the card advantage of aggro decks is that, look, in four turns, I use all of my cards and you have five cards in your hand. That's card advantage. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I like I, I like. Yeah. Well, said, well said. I've I've changed a little bit. I don't think I would have been arguing for these like all in hyper <laughs> aggro decks a couple years ago, but I've, I'm quite fond of them now, um, after after mono white. So our next card is malicious smothering. This is blue blue to instant counter target spell exile it. You can shuffle up to four target cards from your graveyard to your library. Uh, this just it definitely play in standard and it probably is not very good and limited
1: yeah i'd have to agree with you uh, i mean
0: exiling is not as relevant as it was uh, with anymore. undergrowth
1: and jumpstart
0: Nope, not as relevant like that we've undergrowth right cares about a number of creatures going from five creatures to you know staying at five creatures instead of going mm. up to six it does not make a big difference and sure you get to exile jumpstart things they're discarding a card to jumpstart, anyways. Like it's not that big a deal. Uh, for four four minutes, is just too much for this. Like you can't a four minute counterspell has to really be impactful. Like cryptic command, summary dismissal, right? Those cards were game winning. Yeah, very powerful. Oh, next we have uh the demir uh rare demir legend, which is Etrada the Silencer. This is blue black two for a three five uh legendary vampire assassin. Etrada the Solvencer can't be blocked. When Etrada deals combat damage to a player exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card, that player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. Etrada's owner shuffles Etrada into their library. So I'm just going to parse out what happens here because it's a little confusing. You attack with Etrada. They take three and then uh, you exile one of their creatures and put a counter on it. And then you shuffle Etrada into your library. That's what happens. So, so it
1: doesn't get to stick around no. if it deals damage. Correct. Combat damage to a player.
0: Um correct. Huh. So in limited, I'm a hundred percent playing this. So this is like four mana. If it sticks around for a turn, it exiles a creature. Awesome. That's like And deals damage pretty decent. Yeah.
1: And blocks well.
0: Yeah, blocks well as well. Um, and then you can draw it again if you maybe. But in standard, bad. Also, if you're hitting with this three times to so make can lose the game, they're taking nine damage off of it. So like, their life total is probably not too high anyways. And it's not even clear where this card really goes. Um, nice. You end up using it as like a bad way to exile stuff. And again, you have Assassin's Trophy, you have Rask's Contempt. Like, not in blue use black. those. Oh, and you in, do have Contempt. Yeah, yeah. Contempt. So I try Pretty bad card, but I like cool it. Design. It's pretty cool. Yeah, fun, a lot of cool text. card. Definitely, definitely. Nifty. Okay. Next, we have... I think
1: it's because she goes back into hiding. That's why she goes back into life. Yeah, she's Dimir. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, you're like, whoa, who just murdered my you know, grandmother? And then you look, and there's no one there.
1: There's no one there. <laughs> uh, cool. So our next card is Crawl Scavenger. Crawl, not spelled.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know if it's Crawl or Crawl or Cruel. Or I don't know. Who knows?
1: Anyways, uh... Green 4 for a Insect Scout. Insect? Goodness. It's a 4-4 four, four with Under Oath. When it enters the battlefield, you gain one life for each creature card in your graveyard. I like this
0: card. I like it. <laughs> you don't. You're like, eh, whatever.
1: I, I mean, like, it's 5-mana, 4-4 four, four is fine, and then you gain some life. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, this
0: is, like, a really good... If So let's say there's the, the black, green, mid-range deck exists the grindy one
1: yeah wait in standard you like it for standard yeah i'm like i don't even know that i really like it that much for limited
0: oh i don't think it's very good limited it's a five mana four four for limited but in standard it's pretty decent i think because if you want to if you're like the black beam midrange range deck and you're up against an aggressive deck this is a good cyborg card that like forwards your game plan is a sizable body forwards your game plan synergizes with what you're doing anyways you could reanimate it you could i don't know if you can blink it or not but like uh, I, I like it a lot. This card is pretty good. You could play this for five mana. You can gain, like, if your engine is online. And again, we've... Haven't s-
1: seen the engine yet. We
0: Yeah, we've seen... So we have Supplier and the two mana three one. We need, I think, a little more, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, if you have a huge number of creatures in your graveyard, this just gains you a bunch of life on the spot. So then it puts completely puts you out of range of the aggro decks.
1: Okay. I'm sold. I you're like sold? it in that scenario as a Great. sideboard card against aggro decks. And maybe in a green black deck as a sideboard cards in the mirror. Yeah. If you're in a race condition against...
0: Oh, I don't... I wouldn't ever in the mirror. Well,
1: not... Really?
0: No. I think the deck is grindy. I don't think it's a race deck. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I you also... You want more value,
1: not more. Yeah, you want
0: value. Yeah. I could see running... it Depending on what the metagame looks like, I could see running one in the main, um... bold oh my gosh
1: you just keep saying these outlandish statements i
0: think the power of one of 1x cards is undersold uh i think that like in a deck like green black which looks to be going through a large chunk of its deck and also maybe has some reanimation ability then you're gonna dump stuff into your graveyard you could easily find this and if they print something akin to traverse the open walled uh then you'd be able to you know the more ones you have the better so You know, I can see running this as some number in the main if there's a lot of popularity of aggro decks. Uh, I think the demise of a goblin Chain Whirler has been uh, dramatically overstated. Uh, So I might be sleeving up some Chain Whirlers again Mm -hmm. as we enter the new format. Yes. Yes, yes. Anyways, uh, our next card is Undercity Uprising. This is Black Green 2. Sorcery creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So, for standard, bad, unplayable. For limited, awesome. Totes. But... It's a uh, removal,
1: but... It's like unconditional removal, but sacrifice a creature.
0: No, it's... Maybe. Conditional removal, because if they kill your creature, you're pretty sad. Uh, it's... Yeah, so it's like... It's a card that I like for limited, but you run probably one. And, like, you need to be careful about when you're playing this. Um, and... You want to be able to make sure that you can take advantage of the creatures you control gain death touch thing, um, and because basically it turns into kind of a pseudo unblockable, right? Because like turn, they're not going to yeah. block unless they have to. So with like a conditional fight, it, it has enough things mm-hmm. that are like pretty close to being good that when you shove them all together, I think it ends up being a playable card. I
1: would play and love it.
0: Yeah. Okay. You you definitely want yeah. enough creatures though too. Like this combo is well, I think with like. If you're in green tokens-y things, then you're pretty happy. That's true. Next is Kroll Harpooner. This is green one for a 3-2 with reach. Undergrowth. When Kroll Harpooner enters the battlefield, choose target creature you don't control with flying. Kroll Harpooner deals... I mean, sorry. gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Then you may have Kroll Harpooner fight that creature.
1: Okay. What do you think? Well, I love that it is a 2-mana 3-2 with reach and the ability to potentially kill or trade with, more likely trade with, uh, Troublesome Flyers for a green deck. 2 is a great rate for this.
0: Yeah, I think this is a really nice card for a green zombie. Yeah. Um, Because it kills Lyra, which is, like, the card they can't beat.
1: Yeah. And so, you just need two creatures in your graveyard. Like, that's not unreasonable. Right. And they're losing
0: Resilient Kenra, right? Uh, and, like... Crawl Harpooner is a 2-mana 3-2. So that's a strong rate yeah. for an attacker. And then in the late game, it also, like, it, it kills things that you don't like. Uh, so I like this card.
1: I'm so stoked that this is 2-mana. I had to read it again. I couldn't believe it was 2-mana. It's such a reasonable rate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's too I can't give it haste and then, like, you know, really get some <laughs> it. Yeah,
1: because a... you're, you're pumping the front end anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Next, we have Corpse Troll. This is black, green, one uh, troll creature. Four, four. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Corpse Troll. If you can't, sacrifice Corpse Troll. And you can play, pay black, green, discard a creature card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Corpse Troll.
0: We need enablers, not payoffs. Uh, we've seen so many payoffs uh, this card is definitely like competitive but this is a more aggro-y card like if there's a black green sometimes if you remember black green delirium when it was around had the more popular mid-range build but it did have an aggro build of the deck as well um, and if there's an aggro build of black green then this card is in it because it doesn't really matter that you can only use it like a couple times uh it, it, the game's not going to go that long and the card is powerful enough and it has trample that I, I think it merits um being included but in a you know outside of an aggressive deck i don't think you want this card at all yeah the yeah it's just and it's like to, to put a counter on it you know you discard a creature card you also have to pay black green which you don't really want to do The only good thing is that it it does synergize, right? Where, like, you can discard a creature card and then exile the creature card. So it's really, like, you get two counters on it.
1: For a single creature. But that is a creature that could be attacked.
0: Right. You're paying mana in order to discard a card, which is something that I have a hard time understanding. Um, But, yeah. So I I think you played in an aggro, a more aggressive build of, like, a black-green deck and not in a mid-range deck. Next up, we have Citywide Bust. This is white, white one. Sorcery, destroy all creatures with toughness four or greater.
1: Huh, toughness. Three mana, white, big stuff. Board white. Mm-hmm. This is probably nice against the green Stompy deck if you're in a white yep. aggro deck. But I
0: think like I, yeah. So I think that I think you, when you said that for an aggro deck, I think that's kind of the key is that like this is a kind of a Dusk Dawn card where Dusk Mm -hmm. Dawn was a sweeper for aggro decks, right? For like go wide aggro decks. This seems like a sweeper for the tokens deck, right? Yeah. But then also watch out because if you have Divine Visitation, all your tokens are dying, so.
1: Right, right, right. Because this is not a one-sided board, wipe. This will kill all creatures with four toughness, even if they're
0: yours. Yeah, so I think it's a sideboard card for a like white tokens, like white aggro deck because if you're playing against Green Stompy, and like having played white aggro against green stompy mm-hmm. when they once they play something with a plus steel leaf they play on it becomes so much harder yeah and like being able to just go uh oh, bust like kill all that attack you for a bunch um that's kind of the play pattern I, you don't really want something like this in a control deck uh especially yeah because you're not going to realistically cast it on turn three um and if you're not casting on turn three then like why not just cast something that catches everything on turn five when you're actually going to cast it
1: yeah so you said uh like white aggro like tokens what about like knights because the knights are all going to be pretty small um
0: it depends how the knight deck shapes up there are four toughness knights that are like relatively Mm. powerful so if those end up seeing play then you probably don't want this uh if they that's right if they do see play you don't want this and if they don't then you can consider including this yeah any kind of white and the knight's deck is a little grindier too but yeah any kind of white aggressive deck uh can sideboard this card sure
1: Next up is Risk Factor. This is red two instant. Target opponent may have Risk Factor deal four damage to them. If that player doesn't, you draw three cards. This is the... Oh, oh, and it has Jump Start.
0: That's really important, actually. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I mean, th- this is the classic red thing. You give your opponent the choice. They will do what is best for them. Usually, I think they will take four damage if they can afford to.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: uh, three cards is a lot.
0: So there's a similar card called browbeat oh. um browbeat was uh to was it a sorcery oh i don't remember let me look because i don't want to i don't want to be i was going to compare it to
1: cataclysmic not kind catac- combustible oh combustible gear Hulk.
0: Gear, yeah so browbeat yeah browbeat is uh red to sorcery Same any course. player may have browbeat deal five damage to them if no one does the target player draws three cards.
1: Oh, that sounds like a, uh, what's it called? Commander card, because it says any player. Sure.
0: What if I told you this uh, card saw four of play in the top eight of Pro Tours?
1: <gasps> then I would feel much better at the new card.
0: Yeah. Um, so the Why? Punisher, because so pun- we always say Punishers are bad, and they usually are. Once in a while, they're not. Um, and a card like this, I think, is where they're not. Because if you are a burn-oriented, aggressive red deck, both of these, like, yeah, one of these is going to be better for your opponent. But they're both They're both horrible. (laughs) Like, you're going to win either way, right? Like, whether if you, if they take, and and the other kind of thing with this is that it happens twice. Right. Is that, you know, maybe they can take four the first time, but you're going to get to probably draw three cards the second time. And if you're drawing three cards, you're probably drawing into more burn spells, then you're going to burn them out. Like... Uh, it's probably like depending on how many turns you think you can go, it might often be correct to give them the three cards to just be like, I need to buy myself a little more time, make them spend more mana, especially if they're low on mana, um, which you probably imagine they are because they want to maximize risk, risk factor. So risk factor, a lot of people will say Punisher unplayable. I would uh, advise you not to do that with this card. Um, it it maybe it won't see any play, but there's precedent for a card uh, like this seeing play, and this being an instant with jumpstart, I think just elevates this card to a different level than what we've seen.
1: It's very interesting to have it being instant instead of sorcery, because I I imagine these like aggressive red decks don't care that much about having this at instant speed.
0: Yeah, but it's still nice, right? Like the Keld red deck uh, likes this card, I think, a lot. Like this seems Mm -hmm. like a great kind of top end to their deck. Um, and Kel, even you know, Keldred operates largely at instant speed, where at end of turn, they'll either burn your face or they'll kill a creature if there's a, a threat they need to answer. And so they, they do have
1: like, some prowess and stuff too, right? Yeah.
0: So they definitely appreciate the ability to operate instant speed. But in, yeah, to the fact that it's instant just an extra awesome factor on top of it.
1: Cool. Next we have, what is this, Light of the Legion? Mm. White White 4, Angel, Ooh. i.e. Pumped by... Lyra mm-hmm. uh, it's a 5-5 five, five. so 6 mana 5-5 five, five. flying mentor oh my goodness when light of legion dies put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on each white creature you control Ooh. yeah so this is like a pretty so
0: easy <laughs> obvious bomb in limited oh, yeah. 6 mana 5-5 five, five flying base great mentor and a dies trigger yeah, it's awesome oh awesome gosh. in limited see we'll see no play the standard but yeah, this is, this is pretty bomb-y for uh for Limited. Next we have Rhizome Lurcher, which is Black Green 2, for a 2-2 Fungus Zombie, Katie. Uh, with Undergrowth, Rezome Lurcher enters the battlefield with a number of plus and plus one counters on it equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Makes sense, you gotta make some common Undergrowth cards, right, if your theme's not at common, it's not your theme. Uh, so this card is a completely reasonable take on a common Undergrowth card. It will be fine and limited if you kind of have to play it, and you have enough ways to get Undergrowth going. Uh, Maybe you're in Sultai, you have some Surveil or something, or you're just running Black Surveil cards. Uh, But largely, the card seems a little bit underwhelming. Um, But
1: which we expect for a common. Yep,
0: that's fine. And we're on to the spoilers from today, Katie. At long last, we've reached the present day. We've done it. We've done it. So we have our first card from today, which was Pegasus Knight. This is white seven flying convoke for a four five
1: okay thank goodness for the convoke because white seven four five and i'm like what is this
0: yeah but four or five flyer you know let's say you convoke two or three of it like yeah you're down to five four or five mana like it's fine
1: does the convoke make it remotely playable in a knight's deck because the knights no. make a bunch of tokens no. they all have vigilance no. they all attack no and then you pay no. this for cheap, and it's also a
0: knight? Uh, no. <sighs> Next card is... Uh, this one's... Uh, the translation currently is Bolt Splicer Mage. Cool. It is blue-red for a 2-2 Vidalkin Wizard, Katie. Uh, whenever you cast instant or sorcery that targets only Bolt Splicer Mage, if you control one or more other creatures that the spell could target, you may choose one of them. Copy the spell, and it targets the chosen creature.
1: That's weird.
0: It's fine. It's, you know, it's like a... Uh, weakened version of zada where you get to go like oh pump my bolt splicer mage and also this guy uh give them flying and also this guy right yeah and it's the base rate it's a two mana two two which is fine yeah yeah. so like i'd be happy to play this in is it uh if especially if i'm going more toward like jeskai in limited where i'm going to go like is it boros and then i'll have the pump spells with the is it spells uh like Boros pump spells aggro with the is it spells matter stuff like this i think that seems like a really nice synergy
1: yeah i think the reason i was initially thrown off is because i mostly think of pump spells in green yeah Um, but red certainly gets some pump spells and you know obviously you can play more than two colors in this format definitely next we have mnemonic betrayal this is blue black one sorcery exile all cards from all opponents graveyards you may cast those cards this turn and you may spend mana of any color. Uh, you, you may know.
0: spend mana as though it were mana of any type.
1: Yes, to cast those spells. At the beginning of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to their owner's graveyards and exile Mnemonic Betrayal.
0: So, Mnemonic Betrayal uh, seems like a card that is, again, kind of built for commander-at-exiles cards. All cards from all opponents' graveyards. Um, in Standard, you're going to be really hard-pressed to get, like two cards off of this you're paying three for it at sorcery speed it's only to end of turn. like it's pretty terrible in standard Um, The cards
1: that you want are probably expensive like you're gonna have to pay a lot to bring back or or recast yeah anything from your or your opponent's graveyard
0: yeah and it it doesn't even if it was permanent exile then maybe like you know you keep some utility off of just exiling their yard but Mm. it's not so pretty cool though yeah definitely cool card cool card uh, next, we have Electrostatic Field. This is red 1 for a 0 4 wall with Defender. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Electrostatic Field deals 1 damage to each opponent. This card is really good uh, because. Uh, you're, you're making your face again.
1: <laughs> you just keep surprising me. I thought I would have qualified. This is really good in 2 at a Giant. But go on.
0: Oh, it's even better in 2 a Giant. Yeah. No, card's great. Painters are awesome. Oh, yeah. And in standard. We've seen cards like Throw Alchemist, C Play, uh, which is just, you know, tap, deal one, and then whenever you cast an answer or sorcery spell, you can untap it, right? And that was a 0-3 for two. Oh, zero 4 for two is a way better rate, right? Because now you dodge lightning strike. Now you can reliably block aggro decks. So this card lets you set up while simultaneously forwarding your game plan. Um, I really like this card a lot. Uh, I mean, it, it makes all your burn spells do one more damage. Cool. While also protecting your life total. Uh, I, I yeah I think electrostatic field is strong. Um, could definitely see standard play. Uh, and in limited. Could be pretty annoying. If you're able to get a lot of these. And a lot of spells. Yeah. Because you just kind of stall the ground. And buy yourself enough time to go like. Cast a spell. Take three. And also take whatever the spell does. But you know. That's kind of a janky build around this. Probably not super competitive. But. Speaking of the format. fun to talk about limited archetypes that you could jank your way to victory with
1: next we have tajik legion's edge this is red white one for a 3-2 human soldier legendary human soldier mm-hmm. has haste has mentor and this weird ability prevent all well not not ability what's it? is it called an ability it's a okay well that's what else uh, would you call it I don't know, but it's not—it's not an activated ability. No, it's, it's just an ability. Yeah. All right. Anyways, prevent Static. all non-combat damage that would be dealt to other creatures you control, and you can pay white-red, and have uh, the, the Legion's Edge gain first strike until end of turn.
0: This is a, you know, the first like really good mentor card we've seen. Uh, this card's easily standard playable in a red-white aggro deck. Uh, it it's great it like it's so good too against other aggro decks because it means that like they can't lightning strike shock wizards of lightning any of your other creatures they have to kill tajik before they kill their thing right it's like your own little personal shalai uh for mm-hmm. creatures um at least uh, when uh, when you're playing against that deck um and the raid is really good three two for three with haste is great it's gonna pump something else um it keeps the pressure on i, I like the card yeah, yeah the
1: haste seems super key for Mentor and the ability to give it first strike too.
0: Yep, um, absolutely. Because it keeps it relevant beyond turn three, right? Where you get yeah. to attack, hold up, it's again, threat of activation. They can't block, and then you get to play something in your second main. So yeah, the first strike is actually like a pretty substantial reason why the card has so much play in these these aggro decks. There have been some talk about putting it in humans in the sideboard. They cast Anger of the Gods, and you flash in Tajik with uh, Aether Vial, I am not sold on that plan. That seems kind of mm. sketchy, uh, for for being honest. Uh, our next cards are a reprint, Might of the Masses, green, instant. Target creature gets plus and plus one until end of turn for each creature you control. Just like last time, it's a pretty good pump spell for decks that have a lot of creatures. Uh, and that's you know like that's that's all there is to it. It's a pump spell. It has a great rate. If you're looking for it, play it.
1: Like the tokens deck.
0: Totally, totally. With
1: with a creature with trample, I yeah,
0: like much better so. with trample or flying.
1: Uh, next we have ancient troops these are black green one zombie soldier creature two two discard a creature card and ancient troops gets plus two plus two and trample until end of turn activate this only once per turn
0: only once per turn is too bad Uh, otherwise be you know a lot more powerful but
1: because it's a free way to fuel undergrowth yeah
0: it's like a a pretty mediocre card i think though like it is nice that it does enable undergrowth but like the problem with these cards if if you're thinking about standard is that if you're going to discard a creature card from your hand you need to not lose card advantage because the undergrowth cards that we're seeing are not worth losing card advantage to get some life gain benefit right like Mm -hmm. you need to be like have an enchantment that's like discard a card create a token discard a card target opponent discards a card right like you need something that allows you to fuel your thing while not falling behind on the board or on cards and this card doesn't do that um it does mean that like if you're playing this unlimited you're able to go like oh i'm top decking i drew a bad creature i can discard and give this plus two plus two and now it's a four four hooray uh for a turn yeah but it's it's not a very good card even for that like it specifies creature card and often in the late game you actually want to play your creatures kind of regardless unless they're like really bad um <laughs> yeah. so i am not very high on that card
1: makes sense next we have experimental frenzy this is red three enchantment you may look at the top card of your library anytime oh anytime you may play the top even while card shuffling of your library. i mean that's sure. okay right
0: they just Ben jared betcher <laughs> you can do whatever we want brit and Cheney's top eight and stuff huh. you can do whatever we want out there katie It's a free-for-all.
1: Well, anyways, if you have this card, anyone can look, well, at the top card (laughs) of their own library.
0: No, you. You. Not your anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, You can look at the top card of your own library. You just said
0: anyone can look at the top card of your library.
1: No, anyone can look at the top card of their own library. If they have this card.
0: Okay, and yes, if they have this card, then anyone can look at the top card of their library if they have this card, sure. You
1: can't play cards from your hand?
0: Uh Uh-huh, keep reading.
1: Destroy the Experimental Frenzy. For how much? For four.
0: For, what's the man cost? You gotta be able to read Okay, Experimental Frenzy is Red 3 Enchantment. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may play the top card of your library. You can't play cards from your hand. Red 3, destroy Experimental Frenzy.
1: I just said that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sure. Why on earth would you ever play this? Because it's a combo
0: card. Um, so there was a deck back in the day called uh, Tight Sight, I think. And the idea, so Future Sight gave you a similar ability. And actually the interesting thing is there's a card called Precognition Field, right, in standard right now, which is blue three enchantment. You may look at the top priority library or play with the revealed or something. And if it's an instant or sorcery, you can cast it. So, the goal here is, and I, I'm not, it doesn't seem like we have the pieces, though, like we also do have Gaia's uh, Blessing, which was an important part of the tight sight deck before. Where what you want to do basically is go through and cast the top card of your deck all the way through your deck and go off in a combo fashion. Um, where, yeah, it's not clear we have the pieces to do that, but that, that's kind of the idea, right? Even the name "experimental frenzy," you're in a frenzy. You're just casting spells. You're casting spells. So this is a way to like cast a huge number of in, like presumably instants and sorceries off the top of your deck. If you hit a land, you need to find a way to get rid of it. Mm. You need to mill yourself. Uh, you need to use Surveil to set up draws. You need to shuffle your library. But any it says of these you things. may play
1: the top card. Of, oh, but you can only play, play one land, land per ones. turn. Yeah. So you can get rid of one land automatically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the rest you need to get rid of somewhere. Of yeah, yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. All right. Well. So
0: it's a again, it's it. I like having cards like this in standard. I think these like wonky build around cards are super cool, and yeah. once in a while they do get broken. So. Uh,
1: this seems all right. Um, you're gonna be like really sad. Like I said, sad, it's though. really close
0: to. I mean, it's not super far from future Sight yeah, was. Yeah. So.
1: The, this is you're gonna be really sad though if this is the rare and you're like. Oh totally. <laughs> totally. Limited anything yeah anyways
0: uh next card is flower and flourish this is uh flower is hybrid green white sorcery search your library for a basic forest or plains reveal it put it into your hand then shelf your library flourish is green white for sorcery creatures you control get plus two plus two until end of turn so <clears throat> paying for a land is not something you super want to do especially a basic land you can't get like you know sacred foundry with this mm. um you should basically think of this card as flourish with basic forest or plains cycling, right? Which is the old like the land oh. cycling mechanic, right? Yeah, for yeah. hybrid greenway. So basically, it's a six mana pump your team that you can cycle for a land. Uh, Bad. Yeah, I don't think it's great. Six mana pump. Six mana neat. pump. It doesn't give them trample. It doesn't give them flying, vigil, like nothing. So I I don't love it. Sometimes it'll win you games, but I just don't... It's too You're much. You're probably
1: in an okay place if it's winning you the game. Uh,
0: it does help to break board stalls. Yeah. You have to really want it. Like Maybe like in a tokens mirror, you get to bring this in, in limited.
1: You wouldn't even run a main board in a tokens deck?
0: Honestly, probably not. Like, maybe. There's a chance. Six is a lot. That's, that's my main problem, but... Yeah. So our next card is... Plague Spreader. This is Black 2 for a 3-2 Human Shaman. When Plague Spreader enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature or Planeswalker. Each player that can't discards a card. So, back when we had uh, our last Sacrifice deck in Standard with, like, you know, Liliana Vertical Healer and Antuco Husk, etc. Um, Flushbag Marauder, the Black 2 for a 3-1 ETB, each player stacks a creature, was a big player in that deck. This card is usually better. Not actually always, because sometimes they might rather sack the Planeswalker than the creature. Um, but usually it's going to be better. It also has an extra point of toughness. And it also, if they can't sack something, they discard a card, which is pretty sweet. Um, so card, I, I really like this card. Um, you can even bring it in post-board against decks that are, like if you're a control deck, they're going to bring in Carnage Tired against you. You get to play this. And then, you know, if, in fact, maybe if it even sticks around, you get to then start hitting him for three. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, this card is, is good. It is a good utility creature for, like, sacrifice-oriented decks. Yeah. It fuels your undergrowth as well, right? It's like a, a... You want the card in the set because it's gonna... It's basically three mana, put a creature in your graveyard, and then kill your opponent's actual creature. So
1: Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Doomfall. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. let you, as the player who's casting this card, make the choice, but it can... Well, it's destroy, or sacrifice, not exile, mm-hmm. but it, it does either the board or the hand, depending on yeah. which is relevant. Though I
0: think, like, Doomfall really played a diff- like a pretty different role in Standard, because, like, Doomfall was a good way to uh, attack, you know, Scarab God, or, like, mm-hmm. was, you know, Passerette also used... sometimes? Yeah, and it was just, fl- it was flexible, right? It was a card that you're like, oh, if I'm playing against a control deck, I get to hit their hand, if I hit their board if i'm playing against it so it's like multiple sideboard cards in one and this is like still fine like i would bring this in against a control deck if i have it in my sideboard though it's probably you know main boardable where like against creature decks you're gonna hit a creature against control deck you get to make them discard a card um you don't get to choose unfortunately but mm. yeah uh but i really like it in terms of the fact the sacrifice style deck and that you're putting a creature into your graveyard uh and you're sacrificing a creature which is important and something you want to do
1: Next, we have Goblin Locksmith. Uh, You can see the goblin here punching through the door, so effective locksmith skills. Totally. Um, Red 1 for a 2-1 goblin. Uh, When it it attacks, creatures with defender can't block this turn, (laughs) hence punching the door. Um, Yeah, I mean, seems bad, but fun. Uh,
0: Can you imagine playing this in any scenario?
1: I mean, defenders just don't see play and constructed so that ability is not relevant
0: uh yeah it is a two mana two one which is a nice rate i think in limited if you are you're making faces again it's
1: a fine go find a two mana two two there are plenty of those
0: i'm just saying you know it's a two mana two one with a little bit upside maybe you're an aggro deck you might run this card it's like also a goblin yes like which is relevant more for standard than, than really limited but yeah. but yeah i agree with you i think that largely it's just not very good and probably won't see play yeah alas alas they all can't be super playable next we have gargoyle guardian which is six mana artifact creature it is a 3-3 with flying gargoyle guardian enters the battlefield with a plus one counter on it for each gate you control
1: gates matter ryan
0: Sure. Um,
1: You're usually stoked about anything that says Gates I, Matter. I
0: but I like it when, like, you do cool things. This is just like, oh, I play a big creature. Oh. Uh, oh. I like that. I do like the card. And I think that, if you, like, this is something you can totally make really powerful, right? Where, like, if you are drafting a Gates Matter deck, this card becomes, like, actually quite strong. Um, so I like it. I like it in Limited. Uh, I would probably draft it if I have enough Gates and I have some other gate synergies as well.
1: as Next, we have Drowned Secrets. This is blue one enchantment. Whenever you cast a blue spell, target player puts the top two cards of their library into your yes, graveyard. Yes, yes.
0: What do you think of this one?
1: Uh, I can see people building around this in Limited.
0: Well, it's <laughs> People
1: a... love Mill I know,
0: it's just so hard to do because it's a rare.
1: It is, yeah. But I mean... Casting blue spells with a hybrid helps and it's like creatures or instants and sorcery is like, you know, people are going to be like, it's just 40 cards. Like I can mill them. The thing that
0: stinks is that if this wasn't blue specifically, if it wasn't like whenever you cast a blue spell, like I would probably say that it might be standard playable because then you're able to just mill yourself to no end and fuel your undergrowth, fuel your jumpstart, whatever you want. As it is like, you know some people are like oh you can play this in nexus of fate because it thins your deck so much and eh, if you're going off already i don't think you need this uh oh it can mill out your opponent faster again if you're going off you don't really care about that um, i just have a hard time seeing where this card goes specifically because it wants to, you to be a blue spell and it's a do nothing enchantment right it's yeah. a two mana do nothing enchantment that has a restriction on it so i'm not very high on this card as much as i kind of want to like it
1: i did totally forget that it can target yourself yeah so it, i think
0: that's actually might be the more yeah common i think mode. that
1: sounds like the better mode yeah um interesting but there, yeah there aren't really undergrowth cards in blue so you're gonna have to be blue something and then you're not casting as many blue spells which means you're not feeling undergrowth yeah. as much and if you you're still playing have to that card
0: if you're playing that card i think you want to be pretty close to mono blue mm. like uh, almost all your spells need to be blue
1: but then you also need a really big benefit from the graveyard. I know. Well, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know right, how it's right.
0: coming together, honestly. Next is inspiring unicorn. Wait, wait, two for a two-two unicorn. Whenever inspiring unicorn attacks, creatures you control will get plus one plus one until end of turn.
1: Okay. I think I would play this. In I would play limited. this. This
0: is the is a three-three, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a two-two. But when it attacks, oh, all
1: creatures, not other.
0: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think that kind of puts it on. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like it. These Anthem effects have always been good. They're better when they're like ETB pump, right? These angels that have been doing that recently. But this is still a pretty strong effect. Yeah. It does kind of say like, hey opponent, you have a turn. Like, get yeah. ready, get ready. <laughs> but uh, I like it a lot. I think it's a, it's a strong card for limited. Next we have Camaraderie. Camaraderie is White Green 4, Sorcery. You gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of creatures you control. Creatures you control get plus, plus one until end of turn. I think I, there's a comment where someone was like, I was liking this card until it stopped being Sphinx's revelation.
1: <laughs> I, was, I, I really wanted this to have Convoke. Absolutely. But it's weird because if it had Convoke, then all your creatures that you just gave a pump to are tapped.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Just get rid of that clause. Take away the pump and just give it convoke, convoke. and like that would be better. Yeah, but as it is, yeah, it's pretty too
1: expensive.
0: If you and yeah, if you have enough creatures to be drawing a lot of cards and gain enough life, you probably don't need to be drawing a lot of cards and gaining a lot of life, so
1: because you have a bunch of creatures,
0: exactly. Exactly. Next, we have Pelt Collector, also known as Experiment Two. This is green for a 1 1 elf warrior. Whenever another creature you control enters the battlefield or dies. Or dies. If that creature's power that. is greater than Pelt Collector's, put a plus plus one counter on Pelt Collector. As long as Pelt Collector has three or more plus plus one counters on it, it has Trample.
1: Oh, I like this.
0: Talk more about that. Yeah. Tell us, tell us why. Yes.
1: Okay, well, first of all, and, and this is, you know, maybe not that common, but we do have a couple cards that let you get counters under conditions, and then they limit you to, say, three counters. This does not limit you, but it does give you a benefit when you've reached three. And then it can continue to grow, at which point Trample is even more relevant. Um, yeah, I think this is a one-mana, one-one with a lot of upside. Like, it, it's... Let's say you play it with some Boros cards. Mentor
0: it. Mentor so it. I'm playing Naya, sure. Absolutely. With, like, a Celestia and Boros unlimited. Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not? And yeah, then... You do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and it's on enter and die, like, that's, Do I you just, think
0: it's standard playable?
1: I, 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 I don't know, I think it might, it seems powerful to me. I think but, it's
0: unequivocally standard playable. Okay. It, but like, it has to
1: stick around, but it seems easy. like, yeah. Experiment
0: 1 saw, do t- you know Experiment 1? No. Green for, I think it was a zero one one or a 1-1 one one or something, and it, when it had evolve so like, Every creature that came in put a plasma counter on it. Um, and I think it also had trampled, maybe. I don't remember. But that card was a four of in more aggressive green green decks. Yeah. This card, easy. You can put this into mono green stompy. Um, you just have to be careful. It's, like, it's a little weird that you're already on the four lanor elves, and now you're on four pup. So, like, are you running too many one-draw? Like, eh, that's a little awkward. But, yeah, like, any green-based aggressive deck like stompy maybe is a little too mid range. like it's definitely an aggro deck but it might be a little too slow of an aggro deck i guess Mm. for this card i but i think it's i still think it's really good in that deck um and you probably want to find room for it but also in any pretty much any other green based aggro deck you want this card playing this on turn one is going to be like probably just the best play that you can have if you're a green aggro deck
1: it's sort of i mean because i don't know experiment one i'll compare it to something more recent that i do know like Maybe has a Bomat Courier feel because it is a 1-mana one 1-1. One one and you want to answer it quickly because it's just going to become more and more of a problem. And you're usually going to be spending removal spells that cost more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even trading down your creatures to yeah. trade with their 1-mana card. Yeah. So that's pretty cool.
0: Totally. It attacks as a 2-2 on turn 2. So it's just it's really powerful and then at a the three3 three, it's turn three. like it's always just a significantly above curve at all points in the game um Super cool. if you're like if your deck what is functioning fun yeah it's a it's a good card um and i'm looking forward to seeing it get played
1: could it I, I don't really know enough about the elves deck in modern it's not good enough for that right
0: it's a good question um but i don't think so it doesn't really synergize with what elves is doing which is like Going really wide and mostly with 1-1s or like a 2-2 here and there. Uh, So you're not really going to trigger that. And if it's playing 1-drops, it really wants mana dorks over Mm -hmm. just uh, 1-1 aggro cards. It's not really an aggro deck, right? It's like a combo deck.
1: Combo.
0: Combo. Next, we have Dawn of Hope. This is white 1 enchantment. Whenever you gain life, you may pay 2 if you do draw a card. And you can pay white 3 to create a 1-1 white soldier token with lifelink.
1: Okay. Um, sure.
0: Do you have some, maybe some more thoughtful analysis?
1: Do do you? Yeah. Um, Share it with us. Okay,
0: so in Limited, this card is a bomb. Um, In Limited, this is a fantastic way to break a board stall. Uh, It pumps out tokens and then guarantees that you're going to dig through your deck at a huge rate because it's late game and you have a ton of mana. Um, And every time one of your soldiers connects, Uh, this trigger happens. Um, So furthermore, it triggers for each token that connects. So any multiple ways to gain life, you're good. Second, and this is more unlikely, but in Constructed, you know, you have decks like Vampires. You had a lot of M19 cards that cared about life gain. Um, Life gain triggering draw cards is a pretty cool effect to have. However, I think that two mana is going to be a little bit too much. It really needs to be free if it was going to see play in standard. Uh, Free or like maybe one. Maybe one
1: cost two mana, too many.
0: That's right.
1: Next we have a, a generous stray. This is green two for a one two cat, and uh, when generous stray enters the battlefield, draw a card. Brought you a gift of a card. Or well, the a art shows salamander a, a little salamander, <laughs>
0: froggy lizard thing. Yeah.
1: Um. Cool. I, I don't think this can see play in standard because the nope. rate on the body is too bad. I, I don't. I don't know about this in. Um, Limited because I know it replaces itself, but a three mana one two is like sketch. still pretty bad.
0: Very sketch.
1: Yeah. So, but you know, I don't know. I mean, if you have to, you're you're really sad to play it, but mm-hmm. you know, any card is technically playable.
0: It it synergizes with Convoke.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's a creature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And
0: it can draw you either your Convoke spells or more creatures.
1: <laughs> or maybe it could die, and then it can synergize with Undergrowth. undergrowth. So many It has one power. It
0: synergizes with mentor. <laughs> this, guys, I think generous stray is like the powerhouse of the format.
1: So much synergy.
0: Synergizes with everything. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I and think
1: cat tribal is obviously back.
0: Absolutely. You totally want to. You probably want to just draft all of these cards that you see. Uh, yeah. Run. All Other
1: people will underestimate it, so yeah. I think you'll be able to pick up yeah. as many as you need. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Next we have chamber sentry. This is X. For a 0-0 zero, zero artifact creature, enters the battlefield with a plus and plus one counter on it for each color of mana spent to cast it. You can pay X and tap it to re- and remove X plus, and plus one counters from Chamber Sentry. It deals X damage to any target. And then you can pay white, blue, black, red, green to return Chamber Sentry from your graveyard to your hand.
1: Wow, this is fascinating. There, it is. I-, I feel like there are very few cards that are purely x for their cost. Not like XX, well, not like Yeah.
0: I'm something X. i am something X. just I seeing these you can play for zero they die right away. Ah. The bridge vine like like they these they keep getting broken like I think the thing that stops this card from being as good as Hangerback Walker and uh Walking Ballista you can't
1: pump it. Cuz you can't
0: put counters on it. Yeah. And and that's nice.
1: Or it can't put counters on itself.
0: Correct. Correct. It can't put counters on itself. Um, though it does you know return to self to your hand if you have the rainbow of, of mana. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty weird, pretty weird card and it doesn't have haste. so like it has to stick around and then you get to shoot something and like it's interesting. I, I guess like let's see. so you you're in like red white and you get to play it as a two2 and then you can shoot something for two if you want to. You're probably not bringing it back from the graveyard
1: play that card
0: yeah i mean in limited especially with guild gates in limited i a hundred percent play this card
1: yeah 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 um
0: in standard it might have a place i I just think it's like you can't underestimate these x artifacts but Mm -hmm. also you know it does have the uh engineered explosive text right where the way it's phrased i can pay 10 mana for this Mm -hmm. but if it's all red it's coming in as a one one so just something to keep in mind. It doesn't come in with the amount of mana you used to spend on it. It comes in with the amount of color. So it can't be more than a 5-5. And I think that's another constraint that helps it to be weaker than Walking Ballista and Hangerback Walker. Um, and it's just it's much harder to get card advantage off of this, right? Hangerback Walker comes in, replaces itself. If it dies, Walking Ballista comes in. It's probably shooting something. Uh, both are also fantastic late-game mana sinks. This is really not. Yeah. This is something that you kind of want to, like, grind with and keep looping or just use as a like i have a two-two that can shoot something for two it's like a two-two walking ballista that's a little bit worse because you got to pay for the shooting but you pay less for the mana front end like weird card
1: yeah you know the fact that you can pay any x even though it only gets counters for colors means you can totally play around spell queller
0: yeah you can also play around shells of the void
1: Or Chalice of the Void. Yeah,
0: because, uh, you know, they probably definitely want to counter this card and spell color it because of its (laughs) obscene, modern, playable power. Uh, That's, yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
1: Next up is Hellkite Welp. It's a little beba dragon. It's uh, (laughs) an expensive baby dragon. Red 4 for a 3-3 dragon with flying. Whenever it attacks, it deals 1 damage to target creature defending player controls.
0: Flavor text? They play by spitting fire at each other. Don't be offended if one gives you a Love Scorch.
1: Love Scorch? A Love Scorch. Oh
0: dear. Uh, Do you know what this is a reference to, Guy? Not
1: you a know? clue. Uh,
0: so there was a card called Thundermaw Hellkite, uh, which was red, red three, and it was a, I think, a five five or a four four four, but five five with haste. And whenever it attacked, it dealt one damage to each. Uh, flyer your opponent controls and then those creatures couldn't block this turn i believe it's really good modern for clearing out lingering souls tokens oh
1: lingering souls yeah that deck drives me crazy well i mean that card because on spirits it's a problem yeah
0: um yeah so this card is i think pretty fine in limited because it's a 3-3 flyer with a teeny bits of upside and uh in standard i'm not playing this
1: no five minute
0: three three is too mm, expensive no thank you
1: even limited it's like a little bit expensive but flyers just have such a high uh yeah. high value watch out for that spider I, the spider was rare though you're not going to see it yeah so never mind don't watch out for the spider <laughs> no problem it can trade though also rare though the two mana three two with reach that kills flyers
0: okay let's see if you can read this one kitty
1: bigger numbers <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, read the text. Yeah, so bigger numbers. Okay. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> green, green, four. Target creature gets plus. Wait, three it's six. an instant. Yes, it's an instant. Okay. Target creature gets plus three, plus three till end of turn. Target creature gets plus three, plus three till end of turn. Target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn.
0: Why did you say that three times? I understood the first time what you said.
1: Yes. Um it's because I underestimated your intelligence. No, it's because the card literally says three times that target creature will get plus three plus three. So
0: what does it mean that it's written out three times, Katie?
1: Um, It means that you can target the same creature or multiple creatures. If you target multiple creatures and one of those creatures gets killed, the the rest of the spell will still resolve as long as it has a a valid target. Um, That's all I know. Any other special things I'm missing? Also it's hilarious like it looks funny. Yeah.
0: Also don't underestimate this. Um so what was the card called? Gigantiform from M19, maybe not Gigantiform. Um was the aura that gave like plus 10, 9 plus it gave it plus a huge number. Right? You don't and mean I think prodigious gave... growth, Prodigious growth, prodigious growth.
1: Plus 7, plus 7 and trample. Thank you, thank you. I think the you. trample's pretty key. Well, you're
0: not letting me finish. Okay, go on. It gave plus 7, plus 7 and trample, with trample being really good. And normally auras don't see a ton of play, but the trample made it playable. This card has the same appeal uh, for two reasons. One, it can serve other roles, right? You can use it on multiple creatures. Two, it's an instant, which means mm-hmm. you get to use it on the creature that's not blocked. Um, so in token decks, yeah. you get to swing out... And then that 2-2 two, two that gets through is actually going to deal 10. Um, so bigger numbers... And, you know, producer Growth also is permanent. This is not permanent. So a uh, little different. But, uh, you know, the card is just has enough brute power to it that I think it uh, is worth playing even given its its downsides, its weaknesses.
1: That, that's really interesting pointing it out with token stacks where, like, you may want to distribute it or you could pile it on to the one that gets through because... If you have enough creatures, like one will get through and they don't do totally. much of it. Or they might be double blocking because they think they can afford it. And then all of a sudden you're dealing nine extra damage. It's also a
0: like decent combat. Like if you're blocking, like, hey, three of my creatures now just kill yours. Like you can eat three of their, or if you're attacking and they're blocking, you're, maybe you're in the earlier game and you don't, you can't kill them yet. Like they have too much life. You just go, oh, wipe your board. Right. The card, that's the other thing that it has over for just growth. is just that it's so flexible. Yeah. So flexible.
1: I, you've really sold me. I think the instant speed and the ability to distribute the plus three, plus three as you choose are really important. The lack of trample is sad, but uh, it's super
0: flexible. Instant helps to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. And that takes us to the end of all the spoilers <gasps> for today. I know. I know. Long one today. Tomorrow's going to be a long one as well because the full spoiler is coming out tomorrow. At least Wizards told me like three or four weeks ago that it's coming out tomorrow. As long as they haven't changed their mind. It should be coming out tomorrow.
1: Well, if they were going to change their mind, they would have had an announcement day to announce that they were changing their mind.
0: True. The might have actually had an announcement day to announce that next week they're going to announce that something regarding the date of the full spot. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they really like announcing announcement days. So thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully that was enlightening and didn't put you to sleep as you listened to our long half hour and a half sp- spiel. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. Katie, good times are cool. Time. Cards are cool. Are cool. <laughs> yeah. Power level of the set is very Exciting. high.
1: Exciting.
0: Yeah. So thanks again to our sponsors, New England Comics, you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge and to Flipside Gaming. You can find online at flipsidegaming.com. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm
1: Katie. And this is Spoiler, spoiler Season. season.